0: had a good afternoon to you. Thank you so much for being on board. We do appreciate the goodness of the Lord here on a gray Monday afternoon. We appreciate, again, all the Lord's doing. Glad to have you with us. 577-1296, area code 828-884-9427. Those are the numbers you can get in touch with us here this afternoon. I'm Pastor Randy Barton. Glad to have you with us. All right, well, we'll get right into the program this afternoon. Let me start out by saying that uh, how much we appreciate uh, the Bible Baptist Church, Pastor David Reed, Bible Baptist in Waynesville. They allowed us to use their fellowship hall this afternoon so that we could love on uh, the Plemons family a little bit. Uh, bearing Mr. Al Plemons today in uh, at the Garrett Hillside Cemetery right beside Bible Baptist, and so most everybody just walked from the graveside straight over to the Fellowship Hall, and I also want to say how much I appreciate Dutch Cupboard, and Scott and the folks there, Uh, they catered that for us, and they had that oven-baked chicken and okra and and mashed potatoes and, and gravy, and they had it all fixed up, homemade rolls and four different homemade cakes, awesome, best sweet tea, I mean, just tremendous, and we appreciate it. I mean, we really do. We appreciate it, and uh, I, I've got a philosophy. You know, you just you can never do too much to a family that's grieving. You just can't you can't do too much, you know. And so uh, I appreciate that very much. And it was my honor to be officiate over the graveside today there in Waynesville. Well, we appreciate again the Lord's goodness and grace. It was a busy weekend. We had a working here for Sherathon on. Uh, on saturday we had a playground donated to us a whole uh jungle gym type set another one and so uh, we got a good ways installing it plus uh, the cleanup that goes on every year before Sherathon. that was this past saturday so a long day saturday and then of course service sunday morning and then straight to first baptist for the funeral yesterday afternoon and then i seated a presbury at five and last night we were uh, certainly honored to ordain uh, Bradley uh, uh, Collins of the as the pastor. Uh, he would, of course, they were elected him as the pastor of the Elk Mountain Baptist Church in the Woodfin community. And so uh, we're grateful to the Lord for calling out our young men. I will say this: it always hurts. I mean, it it leaves a hole. I, you can't deny it. It does. But uh, God has allowed us to, uh, for many of them, see them saved and then uh, see them grow in the Lord, go see them put them through Bible college, and then uh, see them go out and pastor on their own. And so uh, we're very thankful and very grateful to the Lord for allowing us, of course, uh, there's, he's in Buncombe County. We've got young men that pastor in Henderson County. Um, We've got young men out of our church that a pastor in Jackson County. So, uh, yeah, the Lord has done that, and uh, we, we give Him the glory. Of course, overseas as well. You know, a lot of folks never have an ordination service, unless it's ordaining deacons, because they never have anybody go out. And so we're blessed to be able to do that. Our, our church, we grow, but we grow by expanding, by sending out. And about the time I think it's going to get full, uh, God will call some more. Uh, and we don't we do not do it by dividing. We do it by multiplication. We don't split and start other works. We uh, Yeah, we uh, deliberately go out into other communities and uh, pastor other churches and do things. So we're grateful for that. We are and thankful for that. And so congratulations to Reverend Bradley Collins, of the pastor of the Elk Mountain Baptist Church. Amen. All right, very quickly. I just come from Waynesville at the last minute, left there in a hurry, and uh, we're clear all the way through uh, the, the Smoky Mountain Expressway 7440 is good. Uh, it gets a little bit slower when you get over around the junction uh, 40 and 26, but it's not showing on the map right this minute. Clear all the way down to the airport, no issues. Matter of fact, I don't see any issues at the top of the mountain at all. The only thing is the normal thing around westbound I240 in downtown Asheville. You got that and we're backing up a little onto the bridge today because of the stoplight there, Smoky Park Highway at Sams. That's the only thing I see. Everything else is looking fine, all right? Even the even the Gorge looks good. Remind you that 276 north is closed until February the 12th. They're rebuilding the road through Crusoe. And so they've got that side shut down. All right, let's drop off the mountain right quick. And we're having a better day in Greenville than we usually see. There's that slowdown. It's not stopped, but it's slow off the pace from Highway 14 down to Pelham Road southbound. But other than that, Greenville's behaving themselves this afternoon. So good. We're glad to hear it. Temperatures are pretty nice. We got sunshine just for a little bit. And uh, Miss Plemons, of course, had her wrapped up in a wheelchair. But we did get some, you know, it was cool, but we, we were able to get her out and get her to the graveside. And uh, we, we're cooling down pretty quick. We're at 43.6 here. Asheville says they have 47. This was at six minutes till. And then, okay, that's interesting. Let me try that again. Asheville says they have 47. That's what it says. And Greenville-Spartanburg says that they have 44. Now, that is different. And as I look at it, I see what's going on. We have a, hmm, if you go I-40 to the bottom of the mountain, they're already in the 30s. Hickory's at 39. Newton-Conover, 38. Uh, Lincoln is 40. 40. Yeah, they're colder at at down in the foothills. Shelby's 39. They're colder down there than we are up here. You'll see that too often. Same thing right now with the upstate. The upstate is running colder than we are. Spartanburg's showing 41. Again, Asheville's at 47. We're at 43. Yeah, that's that's unusual in it. That cold air is sliding down from the north. And it is sliding down and it's in the lower elevation. So we actually have what's called a temperature inversion that your warm air is, is aloft and the cold air is closer to the surface. And it's also called, um, you know, the the, the, the polar damming as it comes in up against the mountains and it kind of fills in like, if you can imagine, like water or something. Yeah. And so, hmm, interesting. Interesting to look at. All right. Today, our weatherman says tonight, uh, 26, tomorrow 49, tomorrow night 26, Wednesday, Wednesday 54, Wednesday night 30, uh, Thursday 54, Thursday night 28, Friday 56, there's a few clouds tomorrow, but then there's not a cloud in the sky hardly. And this continues like this. There is no precipitation anywhere for at least eight days. That's, that's different. <laughs> yeah, it, that's different. It's uh, we've been on like a seven-day schedule. We've been getting precipitation pretty regular around here, and uh, of course with that, and as you know, today's the, the seventh day of February, and as we uh, as we as you count down the days of February, your chances of big snow diminish every day. Okay, and so I've already got eight days out so through valentine's day nothing and then you know we can get big snows after valentine's but every day that we go toward march it diminishes the probability of another big snow like i say there have been two or three real opportunities that we barely missed but the news is that we missed them yeah we did miss them and so that's a good thing well, today, on the 7th day of February, uh, AM 720 being sponsored by Eddie Connard, It's in memory of his two brothers, Joey Conard, who passed away February of 2008, and Billy Connard, who passed away February of 2012. Also in honor of his parents, Ed and Nora Connard. And we say thank you to Brother Eddie and appreciate him very much. And, of course, our, he's, uh, he, he pastors as well as uh, works the radio here with us. And uh, he is feeling better, and he, I believe, will be back tomorrow. I think so. A lot of people have been asking about him, and I think he will be back, if not tomorrow, then, you know, one day this week. So thank you for your asking. Also, the network today is being sponsored by Melody Walton. It's in memory of her husband, Roger. And, of course, he was alive at the time that this pledge was originally made. And it's in honor of all the staff at WGCR and their love for the ministry. And they're blessed to be friends and colleagues. And we appreciate Brother Roger and Miss Melody last year making this pledge. And no one knew that, that might, this would be the last Sharathon that he would be alive for last year. And no one no one knew that at the time, did we? On our Countdown to Sharathon, we're 20 days out. Yep, we're 20 days, three weeks from today. And so uh, today we're praying that our connections, all of our signal connections stay strong so that people can listen and watch, and that's our prayer request for today. In the year, on the seventh day of February, in the year 1934, uh, Beulah and Lane Henson, that lived down in Oconee County, gave birth to a little girl, and they named her Maureen. And that was 88 years ago today, and that's my mom. And so happy uh, birthday today to my mom, Maureen Angel. She's 88 today. I have a lot of people ask about her, and uh, she does pretty good. She's uh, got diabetes, as I do, but she's she's doing pretty good. She doesn't get out now. She don't want to get out, and she's, of course, COVID has done that to so many, but uh know she uh, she does pretty good and so uh, we're we're grateful and thankful and uh, certainly uh, give God glory for her and all the all the years the Lord's let us keep her and if she goes by many to the to the children and grandchildren and so uh, and her great grand she's enjoying her great grandchildren right now and so we say amen to that Today is the anniversary of Sonny and Karen Moffat. Congratulations to them. God bless you. And, of course, they're part of Anchor here. And salute them with many more happy returns. All right. And let me change gears completely if I can. Oh, what's wrong with my... I've never seen my state small of my... I've never seen it break up. I don't don't know what's causing that. It... uh, Hmm. It's uh, got spaces between it, and I don't know what that's about. Hmm. Well, I guess I've what I okay. I I just alphabetized it, but I did it backwards. Okay. So we'll start with we'll start with the back end, and we'll go forward. How's that? And so we salute Washington D.C. this afternoon. They're listening to us. Somebody asked me the other day. Said, "Do you ever have the government listen to you?" And I said, "All the time, all the time." And we welcome them. Uh, We're glad to have Europe on board today, thank you. Silva, North Carolina, Somerset, Massachusetts, St. Louis, Missouri, Plymouth, Minnesota, Peoria, Arizona, Minamonte Falls, Wisconsin, Marion, North Carolina, Madison, Wisconsin, Los Angeles, California is with us today, Lexington, Kentucky, Lancaster, South Carolina, Hendersonville, North Carolina, Skane, Land, Sweden with us today. Greer, South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, Fresno, California, Franklin, North Carolina, and then a bunch of Fort Mill, South Carolina. We've got quite an audience there. Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Salute. Uh, Brevard, North Carolina, Birmingham, Alabama, Avon, Colorado, Asheville, North Carolina, and Arden, North Carolina. And then there's probably two, three, a four. I don't know how many dozen unknowns, a bunch, that we don't know where they are. They're, they're there, but we don't know exactly where they are, but we're glad to have you wherever you might be, okay? Thank you so much for being with us. Well, let me also, for those that are, let's see here today, for those that are on visual radio with us on Facebook, uh, greetings to Belinda, uh, Nick, Mary, Gary, and uh, Dave, Daryl, Joseph, Joanne, and Cricket, and a bunch of happy birthdays to my mom. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I see at least there's one, two, two, uh, two in the Philippines, and uh, one, two, yeah, two in the Philippines, and the most of the others are here locally. Maybe one in Tennessee. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. 39 degrees right now in Toxway and 43 here at the studio. Yeah, cooling off quickly. Cooler in the upstate than, than here. That's, that's pretty interesting. 4412 says God bless Israel, Pastor Barton, and Anchor Broadcasting. Thank you for that very, very much. All right. Well, <clears throat> let me say it's been a... <laughs> been a busy busy weekend busy day to day but uh, we're grateful to, for the opportunity to minister and we're grateful to the Lord for his help and for his blessing we really appreciate it from the deeper of a heart we do thank you so much uh, I have been trying to go back through and I have been uh, digging trying to see if we can find, uh, I, I had an article. I read an article. I didn't dream it. I read it, but I can't find it, and that bothers me when I read something and then I can't find it, and I wonder sometimes if they pull it. And they do that. There's an article that, and it was. Um, I'm not going to say it was out of out of Israel, but it had Israeli ties. It had ties. To Israel. And I, so I don't, I can't get, I can't put my finger on it. But it said something very interesting, and I'm hesitant to quote anything. I can't tell you the source of it. Okay. But I'm just, just take my word for it, okay, that in this case, it's not going to hurt anybody if I'm wrong, that uh, I, the principle I thought would come to my mind is that a threefold cord is not quickly broken in scripture. And a study said for people that have had COVID three times or have had COVID once and two shots, or COVID twice and one shot, or three shots, or mix and match, whatever. They talked about how that the third whatever, the third exposure to the spike protein that COVID has, the third exposure to it, whether you get it to whether you're exposed naturally or where you're exposed artificially, either way, the third exposure, that they're finding the, the, a large majority of the cross sampling that they did were developing what they hesitantly called super immunity so that's a, that's the term that was used and what they're and, and one then it, then they said well it's comprehensive immunity and then they said but it has been called super immunity so what does that mean well we know that if you got wuhan which was the original which is what i got that it did not protect you from getting delta because i gave it to my daughter and then my daughter got delta and she was sicker with delta than she was with wuhan so we know that that didn't that didn't do it we know that she also got two shots in between the two and she still got delta okay so, but but what their what the the idea behind it is, what it looks like, is that we may actually be seeing the sundown of this whole mess. Naturally speaking, I mean, we may be seeing the sundown of it, because if if people get it three times and live through it, there, the studies were saying that. That the mutations should be getting less. They should be getting minimizing instead of maximizing. They should be getting weaker. And that we should be well protected from this point out. Now, again, don't know if that's true or not, but that's, that's what was said in the article. Someone else has said, <laughs> and you know, you read everything. But somebody else, has said, a doctor who is a, I guess he's a micro, what do you call it, a virologist, is that what he is, out of London, he made the statement, this is weeks ago, he made the statement, is, is it Campbell, his last name Campbell, he made the statement that Delta, or that Omicron could be the biggest blessing the human race has ever seen. And this is what he said. He said, it is, it is not near as deadly as Delta or Wuhan. It is many, many, many times more contagious. And he said, it's not a matter of if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. That's what he said. You're going to get it unless they can come up with a vaccine against it. You're going to get it. He said, but the people who have gotten it are showing very, powerful antibodies. And they're lasting. I reported on Friday. A study out of Israel showed that people had antibodies for 20 months. Twenty months. Now this I know happened this week. This is this is in-house, so I know what happened this week. Today Brother Bill Dillon left for Israel to go over and do some legal work. Brother Jones was supposed to be with him, but he could not leave because his family got sick. One of my young men was also supposed to be on the trip one of our preacher boys, who believes God's called him to Israel. Well, he's not been vaccinated, and of course, you had to be vaccinated to go to Israel. Well, he come down sick last week. Well, he got to studying the requirements to get into Israel. And Israel, if you can produce a N A A T test, I call it a NAT test. I don't know, what, I don't know how you say it. I'm going to Google what that stands for. Nucleic acid something, 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 Uh, N-A-A-T test. Uh, And so he Googled that, and Israel is accepting the results of a NAT test. So he got to looking around to find out where you could get a NAT test at, and he found out they have them at CVS. He went to the one in Hendersonville. He got a NAT test, and it showed that he was positive. Mine's not doing anything. What's yours doing? My phone's dead. I mean, it's not dead. It just won't do nothing. Nucleic Acid Amplification Test. Okay, what does that stand for? This is from the CDC, a a NAT test, and that's what I call it, NATS, N-A-A-T-S. The NATS test, the nuclear Nucleic Acid Amplification Test, or NAT, is a type of viral diagnostic test for SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. Nats detect genetic material, nucleic acids, and Nats for SARS-CoV-2 specifically identify the RNA, the ribonic nucleic acid, ribonucleic acid, sequences that comprise the genetic material of the virus. Now, you know that we're using mRNA in, in most of the vaccination, vaccinations. That's what we're using to introduce the spike protein into your system. So we're using messenger RNA. Well, this identifies the RNA uh, ribonucleic acid sequences that comprise the genetic material of the virus. And so they, they swab you and they, they do this. And what they, basically what they do is uh, it, uh, it, it first amplifying or making copies of the virus's genetic material, and if any is present of a person's specimen, and then amplifying those nucleic acids enables NATS to detect very small amounts of COVID-2 RNA in a specimen, making these tests highly sensitive for diagnose, diagnosing COVID-19. In other words, the Nats test can reliably detect small amounts of SARS-CoV-2, and are unlikely to return a false negative result of SARS-CoV-2. And they went on to say that if you can prove that you've had it, okay. Now this is this is from Israel. If you can prove to Israel that you've had COVID and you've had this latest round, they will give you a free pass. Into the country for a hundred and ninety days from the date of the test. No vaccines necessary. No nothing necessary. If you bring in a NATS test from hundred and eighty days that that you show to have that, you're free. You, you got to get out of jail. Free card. You can travel free to Israel. I said Friday. That's science. That's science. That's not a little white card that a pharmacist signs. That's science. Uh, the science is, Do you have antibodies? Do you know? Have you had it? Do you have antibodies? And and will you make somebody else sick? And they, they focused on the wrong thing. The governor focused on the wrong thing. The president for, for, for focused on the wrong thing. Everybody's focused on the wrong thing. And as a matter of fact, if you've had a severe case of COVID, the doctor will tell you: Do not get a vaccine for at least ninety days. Who told that? Multiple doctors have told that. Not just one, multiple doctors are advising their patients, do not get a vaccine for at least 90 days after you've had COVID because it's going to make you so sick because you have strong antibodies. We know for 90 days. Now Israel is saying you got 190 days, and then a test that came out last week or, or a study that came out last week, I've got it on my phone here, Study that came out last week uh, looking at the, the, uh, the anti receptor binding domain, the, the anti RBD levels. And they've been studying it in Israel. This was in the Journal of American Medical Association. And they said that they have observed these antibodies up to 20 months. After having COVID, 20 months, extending previous six months durability data. Look it up, Journal of American Medical Association. It's in there. That just was just published, and that is a peer review article, by the way. That's not just a fly-by-night something. You didn't find that in the Enquirer. Yeah, <laughs> that you, to get published in the Journal of American Medical Association, to get j- published in there, you got to. There's a whole bunch of hoops you have to jump through. And that study got published, so some good news on the COVID front. Maybe, maybe we hope so. We do. We hope so. All right. Well, uh, let me uh, let me just let me change gears just for a minute. Let's talk about Shareathon for a second. For those that don't know, our Shareathon's coming up three weeks from today. Uh, we'll begin Shareathon. We'll preempt all of our regular programming and we'll go into basically one big live service from about 7.15 in the morning till sign off of the a.m. each night. And we'll do that, we'll, we'll first have a service on, on Sunday night and then we will have that uh, all day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday from the last Sunday of February to the first Sunday in March and during that time, there'll be fifteen weekday services. There'll be two services on Sunday, which makes it uh, nineteen, and then there'll be two on Saturday, which makes it twenty-one services. And we've got a great lineup. We've got radio preachers in the morning service at ten. We've got Brother Brian McBride at two o'clock all week, and then on both serve all the services on Sunday. Pastor Rudy Smith will be with us at five thirty for the evening service 5:30, and then at seven o'clock for our listeners and viewers we will have what we call our sentimental sermons it'll be a sermon out of the archive of in the past of some of the great men that have already gone on to be with the lord and so yeah it, the, the format we changed it last year people enjoyed it and so we're going to be having that uh, earlier than normal service so it can be over the a.m and uh, Also, I'll be honest with you, it it helped the staff a lot. You figure if the service goes till 9 and they have to then clean and fix and do, a lot of times the staff's not out of here till midnight. And then they're back in here by 5 getting ready to go. And that's just the way it works around here. So they're getting four hours, maybe four hours, five hours sleep at best. By us having the service earlier, it gets the cleaning crews in earlier, it gets everybody in and gets them home earlier and kids go home, to their homework and all those things and get some sleep, get some rest. And so it worked for us. And then, as you know, people are welcome to come to services as far as, we're not gonna turn anybody away, but we're not promoting services. We're not promoting a big joint service. We're not promoting a big rally service. We're not promoting um, meals. We're not promoting any of that. Uh, We simply don't have the facility to be able to practice distancing, social distancing, and, you know, I mean, you put 400 people, pack 400 people in an auditorium, and somebody, it all takes us one person sick, and you're gonna have a lot of sick people. So we're just not gonna do that. Uh, we're not gonna turn anybody away, uh, but we're gonna welcome those that come. But we're, but we're not pushing, we're not having the soup man. We're not, uh, we're not doing a lot of things that draw on-site traffic. What we're pushing people pushing them to the web, pushing them to the radio, uh, pushing them to watch, pushing them to log on, pushing them to listen. That's what our hope is that folks will do. And the safety and the security of their own home, that's what we're hoping they'll do. And then if you miss parts of share uh over the video, what we do is we will rerun that day's share throughout the night for all of our folks in Asia and Europe that will you know, it's daytime for them. And so they'll see it a tape uh, delayed version of what went on throughout the day Monday. It'll air late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. And so it'll it'll be a repeat of what's done the day before. So that gives folks they don't have to step all night to watch Sherathon in the Middle East or in the Far East as well. So yeah, that's what we're doing. Again, we're not pushing for churches to bring meals we're going to just feed in house we're not pushing big meals but if you're here and would like something to eat then you're obviously going to be welcome okay so that by everybody kind of understand what we're doing it's a hybrid it's not like it used to be it's not like 2020 but it's also not like 2021 where nobody was allowed to come we're not under that this year we're not under the mask mandates we're not under all these other mandates uh but everybody knows to be careful now we've had 20 something months of training to this mess Everybody knows. And here's the bottom line, folks, and I just and I'm not abandoning anything, but here's where this is where it comes down to. This is kind of as Jay Vernon McGee used to say, beloved, this is where the rubber meets the road. Okay, this is it. All right. At this point, people know enough about it. They've assessed the risks. They they have had access to Shots if they want them. They have had access to information if they want it. And so rather than the masses trying to protect the few, and I don't think we should abandon that altogether, but there comes a point that the few are going to have to protect themselves. And so if you're high risk, either from not being vaccinated or from having some sort of condition, maybe you're elderly, maybe you have underlying something that you couldn't afford to get sick then you need to stay out of the crowds and you need to wear good masks and you need to sanitize your hands and you need to be very very careful you do you, you know and, and so i've I said this before it's all it's a, how much can you afford to lose what have you got to lose you have to assess that and so you know we were keeping mask on everybody to protect the immune compromised and to protect the weak and protect the high risk. But now the day has come that we're going to have to have masks on the high risk. And the high risk are going to have to be the ones that do the avoiding and avoiding the crowds and all those other things. Just going to have to. Yeah. Let me just give you a little bit of philosophy. And I want you to understand, uh, uh, the uh, president, the 45th President of the United States, Donald Trump, and I disagreed on a lot of things. Um, I was invited by the President to sit in on the faith conference call. I was part of that. I was a VIP guest when he came to Mills River, and I appreciated that. I appreciated that kindness, but I disagreed with him on a lot of things. But the one thing in his philosophy that, that the media and the governors and everybody else missed. When, the president, when President Trump shut this thing down in the spring of 2020, this is what he said. We've got to shut it down for a few days, few weeks, until we can build more respirators, until we can get more drugs, until we can mass more ICU units and other things, and until we can get a little better handle on this thing. But it's just a delay. We just are gonna do this until we can gear up. We're gonna fight a war, but we have to give ourselves a running start. We got to get some armaments in here to fight with, and so we're gonna shut everything down, but then we're gonna open it back up, and then we're gonna deal with the, the virus as it comes at us. Well, as you know, the governors refused to open it back up. And public sentiment, a lot of people didn't want to open it back up. They liked it the way it was. So people stayed out of work a year and a half and got paid. Oh, yeah, all this stuff. And so now we're a year behind. You can't buy a heat pump right now. If yours goes out, there's not any. You can't buy most things. You can't buy new cars. You can't buy all kinds of things because America took a year off and enjoyed it. I'm just saying that was never Donald Trump's plan ever to shut down America for a year. He knew that we couldn't take it. Matter of fact, he started pushing in May to get it open back up. And you know what we found out? We kept the schools closed a year. And you know what? It was the teachers' unions. We found out that the kids opening schools, closing schools, didn't make a lot of difference. And the thing about it is the kids were fairly, I mean, they were very resilient to all of the strains of it. All of it. I thought about this the other day. Some of you don't remember this, but I do. I remember moms, they would find out that one of the kids in the neighborhood had chickenpox. And at that time, there was no, is there a, is there a, uh, is there a, uh, is there a vaccine for chickenpox today? I don't know. Uh, Used to be there wasn't. So if they found out a kid had chickenpox... They would bring their kids over and deliberately expose them to the chickenpox so that the kid could get the immunity and get over it. Sometimes they bring all the kids over and a whole family at one time and expose them so that all the kids would take a week, they'd all have chickenpox, they'd be over it. Because what happens is you have one get it and then that one gets better and the next one gets it and then that one gets better and then the next one gets it and so you got a month of chickenpox rather than all at one time i remember when parents used to deliberately expose their kids to viruses because they felt like that they were inevitable i'm not suggesting that we do that with COVID. i'm not but i am saying that for us to reach herd immunity something's got to happen you hear what I'm saying? Something's got to happen. Either we're going to be exposed to it naturally, or we're going to be exposed to it artificially, but something's got to happen for us to develop herd immunity. Now, as I shared with you in a report from the Journal of American Medical Association Friday, 11% of the people who said they did not have never had COVID and had never had a shot, 11%, one out of 10 tested that they had antibodies. Explain that one. Well, it's it, it's a fact. One out of ten people said, "I've never had COVID. I've never been sick. I've I've never nothing." No, eleven percent of those people had antibodies. But hey, that's what we need to hear. That's what that's where we need to go. That's what we're after is for resistance. And by the way, if you will study the Spanish flu, the, the biggest thing to a pandemic that's ever hit world, like as we know it, on a worldwide basis. Of course, Europe had the Black Plague and other things. But as far as worldwide pandemic, the last thing to happen was, of course, the Spanish flu at the end of World War I. But the thing about it is, it killed so many people. It depopulated cities. And the ones that lived through it got immune to it. And as the virus mutated and got weaker, in about three years it was gone. Oh, it still existed. But there was herd immunity among the survivors. And so it no longer was a threat. Now, we still have the flu. We still have several strands of flu. It mutates all the time. And it's it. Of course, it does. Of course, it does. We know we know that happens. But the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, we are I had a Pediatrician tell my daughter, he made the statement, he said, We're three years, 36 months. And this was at the beginning of the thing. And she said, No, doctor, don't tell me that. No, 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 no way. There ain't no way. And he said, I guarantee. He said, I've studied it. And he said, I've studied previous ones. I've studied endemics. I've studied pandemics. And he said, I'm telling you, three years. It'll take three years for it to run its course. It's going to kill a lot of people. It's going to leave a lot of people injured. And, but it's going to take three years. Well, guess what? We're two, we're two years into it. From the time it was detected and talked about, end of January 2020, we're two full years into it. Time it got to the U.S., we're right now at the two-year mark. From the shutdown, we're just weeks away from when the shutdown occurred, two years. And everybody, including the government, is gearing up for another year of it. But the only reason I'm talking about it is it's a possibility, folks, that we may have crossed the top of the hill. Doesn't mean more people will not die. It does not mean that someone you know may die. It just means that there's a possibility. There's a real possibility that that we we may be on the better side of this thing. Can I say it that way? If you'd have told me a year ago we'd still be doing what we're doing, I'd have told you to hush your mouth. <laughs> if you'd have told me a year ago that we'd still be fighting the same battle that we're fighting—I mean, but more complex—I'd have told you no way, no way. But in fact, uh, it's here and worse, more complex than it's ever been. And I'll tell you something else. I talked to a pastor today, and he—he he made the statement. He said. COVID has divided my congregation. COVID has divided families. COVID has divided communities. Some think you have to wear a mask. Some believe it's terrible to wear a mask. Some think you have to get vaccinated. Some think it's terrible to get vaccinated. Some think it's not real. Others think it's real, really real. And it's divided people, and people have been so dogmatic about their opinions on it. It's been terrible. So the... The physical side of the thing has been terrible. The emotional side of the thing, people isolated, people can't get out of the house. I, I, know, I know people whose health has gone down because they didn't go nowhere, didn't do anything. And now they're almost where they can't because of COVID. I've seen, I've seen a lot of seniors go way down really fast over that period of time. But I tell you something else I've seen. I've seen spiritually. I've seen a battle like I've never seen in my life. I have never seen anything quite like it. I'm just, I'm serious. It, it's been, and every time I talk about it on the radio, somebody jumps on me and says hateful things to me. I've been doing this for 34 years, and I've never been talked to like that, ever. And I say, well, you don't tell us what's, I don't tell you half what comes in here. And I'm a big boy. I can take it. But what bothers me is people who are willfully ignorant. That's what bugs me. And I've never tried to tell anybody what to think. Just turn on CNN for that. I'll even say this: turn on Fox News for that. They tell you what to think. No. I want you to have information. I want you to get. I want to give you information that you can form your opinion about. And it's funny, I'll, I'll, I'll do a feature on something, and I'll, I'll have somebody say, Yeah, I really appreciate what you said yesterday. Yeah, and I'm totally against that. And another person will say, Boy, I really appreciate what you said yesterday. and Boy, I'm, I'm all for that. And both of them appreciated what I said, but both of them are on the opposite end of the spectrum. And they heard the same broadcast. It's because I didn't tell them what to say. I didn't tell them what to think. I just give them the information. And they formed their own opinion from it. Yeah. Change gears completely right quick. Did you see the market today? The Dow actually eked out in the green, up a little bit. Uh, Of course, it's been a mess, uh, but it closed over 35,000 today, up 1.39. NASDAQ, not so good. Now, NASDAQ was down 82. (laughs) Yeah, 82. And uh, the uh, S&P was was down by 16. So, uh, yeah, the bleeding continues. Um, Yeah, the bleeding continues. And uh, there, there's, there's not, the only thing that's been there was a jobs report that came out a little better, and it, it did good. But uh, outside of that, there's not been a whole lot to really drive any good news in this whole, in this whole thing. Okay, all right. Well, let me, uh, let me, let me change gears here. It's time to go. Uh, remind me tomorrow to tell you about the free tests. And my thoughts concerning that free test free covid test and 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 the, a a little uh byproduct of free testing in-home free test that nobody's thought about okay remind me tomorrow how do we remind you just text me 577-1296 if you've been trying to text me the last thing i got was 529 anybody been trying to text well, how would you know i ain't I haven't got anything since... I always get... They burn the text line up. Well, I'm not ignoring you. I didn't see anything after 529. I have no idea. I'll check it when we get off, okay? Thank you for being with us. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow around 515, okay? Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy to us. We thank you, Lord, that you've allowed us to live in the year 2022. And we're asking, Lord, that you'd help us to be faithful stewards of the time allotted. And Lord, I pray that you would help us. Lord, to rightly divide the word of truth, the word of God, but Lord, help us also to be wise. Help us to rightly divide truth. Because Lord, you said the truth will set us free. Lord, help us as God's people. Lord, not to get sucked into the political narratives from either side. And help us, Lord, to have a Christ-like attitude. And Lord, the wisdom of Solomon to be able to discern good from evil. Lord, may we be found faithful and may your will be accomplished in every heart. Save the soul that's nearest hell. We pray these things and ask in Christ's name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being on board. I'm Pastor Randy Barton. to we meet again, whether on the air or in the air, may God richly bless you, is our prayer.